Emma, welcome to the Hustle of Houses podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for asking me. I'm I'm really thrilled to to be on the podcast. I I, I really am. Exciting, exciting stuff. Oh, brilliant. Thank you very much. Well, I'm sure a lot of people know who you are, but for people who don't know who you are, who are you, what do you do, and where are you from? <laughs> so yeah, the million dollar question. So um, I'm Emma. Um, I'm Emma Fielding. You might have seen me on Instagram as Emma Property Developments. I predominantly flip houses in my hometown of Barnsley. Um, we're now kind of scaling up operations. So things are very, very busy. Um, and we're buying more houses. We're working with more investors. So things are looking very exciting for uh, 2024. Brilliant. So how did you get started there, Emma? Because I know I, I've, like, like I mentioned to you before, camera, I've followed you for quite a few <laughs> years and watched you for quite a few years and definitely been inspired, like I'm sure other people have been as well. I think you started in a similar way to me. Did you start with your own house first? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Leverage from that and... Yeah, yeah. So kind of way back when, um, so 2019, I actually renovated a family home up in the Northeast, um, which was kind of just a little bit of luck, really. Um, so that kind of got me started. There was no none of my own money that went into that. It was just a family house that we have up in the Northeast. And I, I was actually living up there at the time and it needed renovate. And I thought, you know what, why not? You know, I'm working full time, but yeah, I can do this kind of at the weekends. So I kind of did that full kind of renovation renovation on 10 grand which looking back is crazy um because obviously renovations now are not just 10 grand um so I was like managing that whole kind of um kind of process really and I absolutely loved it um but really I didn't really think at that time actually it would lead to what I'm doing now I kind of always hoped it would but I never thought it would actually happen um so in December 2019 I bought my first ever house that was my house that I lived in um and I bought that um and and yeah, I, I renovated that from, from top to bottom. So that was an off-market purchase, luckily enough. Um, and yeah, it was a three-bed, um, four-storey terrace house. So they're quite big, um, those the, those properties. And it was, yeah, it was massive, but it needed completely gutting. It was a probate estate. So, you know, as you can imagine, it needed a lot of work doing. But uh, me being me, I broke in a lot of my friends, a lot of my contacts. Um, I already knew a couple of people that were in the trade as well, luckily. So I, so I got them to, you know, to, to come in and do some work as well. But we did that whole renovation, I think, on just over 11 grand. Um, so, yeah, we added a lot of equity um, to that particular house. Um, and actually, at the time, I was working for a FTSE 100 company, training to be an accountant. I was hating it. I wasn't liking it you know that typical corporate story where you want to get out of it and I actually managed to sell that house project Gorber within nine months it was just after the first lockdown as well so luckily house prices were on the up really um but at that time everybody was thinking oh house prices are going to drop but anyway they managed to you know do quite well to be honest so I sold it just after the first lockdown and I made more money than my corporate job wage in 12 months so I thought at that point you know what might be something in this um so I ended up actually buying another house that was again in my name um that I lived in I ported my mortgage across at that time mm -hmm. um which was great thinking um when I first got my first house and um and yeah I then did it again so I actually um did a full refurb um renovated this other house that was on a better street a bigger house as well better area um and yeah I I did the full work again 
again, you know, managing the trades while working full time, getting hands on myself, doing a lot of work myself as well, um, and really building up that that trade team, so, so to speak. And uh, I actually ended up selling that house within six months this time and still making more money than my corporate job wage. So, you know, at that point, I thought, actually, there is really something in this. Um, and my contract um, with the, the corporate company was kind of coming to an end as well. So I thought, you know what, there's no time like, like the present. I've already done three houses, um, so to speak. I've sold two, you know, I've, I've, I've enjoyed it, you know, like, yeah, there's, there's something in this. So I thought actually, okay, I'm going to take my, my pot of cash at that point. Um, and then I bought a really, really small one bed cottage after that in, not so great area of Barnsley, but we turned it from a two bed um, cottage. So obviously we, we, we increase the value significantly. Um, and again, I made more money than my corporate job with. <laughs> so I thought actually there's like a running theme to this <laughs> um, where I thought, you know what? Yeah, I need to do this full time now. <laughs> and um, it was house number four. I then started working with investors and I've probably never looked back to be quite honest. Yeah, I can't believe it was only 2020 around that time. Your first, the, the, the journey you've been on and how quick you've scaled is absolutely, it's, it's incredible, yeah. it's definitely inspiring to me. Oh, thanks, Callum. Thanks. It's it's one of those things that when, when I look back at the numbers, I think, wow, you know, that's, there's like a lot that, that's gone on here. Um, but when you're in the moment, it's that constant snowball effect. And when you're looking at more houses, you're working with more investors, you don't really take a time to reflect. But I think obviously now that it is Christmas and we're coming up to a new year, I'm kind of reflecting on the last couple of years and think, God, like, yeah, it's been a journey, um, but it's been um, such an exciting journey and something that I'm I'm loving, to be quite honest. Yeah. That's amazing. And obviously, so you let, did you leave your job in 2022, was it? Yeah, so I left um, the company uh, January 21. Um, yeah, so I left Jan Jan January 21. My first, the, the second house um, had sold by that point anyway. Um, and then I bought the, the third house cash um, around that time. And yeah, I kind of sold that in the summer. So I thought, actually, yeah, I'm, there's no point in me going back to corporate world at that point <laughs> so and especially when you don't particularly enjoy it as well it was like yeah it was just a no-brainer yeah well congratulations that's a, it's a hell of an achievement in such a short time you should be it, it, it's incredible it's something i'd i'd love to do um thanks Colin. thanks no problem so it's just flipping you though isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. So the reason why, um, and I, I do get asked this question quite a lot, or why haven't you diverse? Why haven't you gone to buy in buy to lets or SA or rent to rent? Um, the SA and rent to rent does not interest me one bit, um, to be quite honest. I think it's just a faffing about with tenants and, you know, guests and stuff like that. And yeah, that that doesn't interest me one bit. So um, I'm probably going to say well, well clear of that. But the buy to lets kind of when I was kind of getting my first couple of houses obviously we had this epc potential change over yeah. our heads at that point so i thought okay well 
any house in Barnsley or, or where I'm based, you know, they're typically an E or, or a D on the EPC. Um, so obviously we're going to do significant work to the to the refurbs anyway. But it was a little bit unknown at that point if the EPC change was going to come in. But that was one of my things that I thought, actually, I need more cash here to A, lengthen my run rate of obviously doing buy-to-lets and obviously, you know, I would do the typical BRR kind of model really. Um, so I thought, you know what, yes, it's great to work with invest investors, but personally, I need some more cash. So I thought, actually, I'm going to flip 10 houses, <laughs> you know what I mean, to kind of have a bigger pot of cash than what I already have. Um, and obviously in the process, you know, live well as well, which I do. Um, but yeah, that, that was kind of my goal. But now I'm at like 10 houses um, and we've got more, more illegals currently. I think I'm going to push that goal up to 15, um, to be quite honest. It just seems kind of sensible to do that um and then i think really from from there on well i'm already looking at land because i fancy doing a few bits of planning gain um opportunities that really excites me um and but ultimately i think where i want to be is to build luxury um small developments of new build properties um in the most up and coming and desirable areas across yorkshire that's really where i see myself going um to be quite honest but i think along the way i'll pick up a few buy to lets but to be honest it's not a core strategy of mine the core strategy is basically flipping to have a bigger pot of cash to ultimately then put into um bigger developments such as new builds yeah and barnsley as well obviously you're from there you live there yeah, what, yeah. What, what are the prices like i don't know barnsley too well to be honest what are the prices like there are they still relatively Cheap. yeah yeah they're still relatively cheap um i think with barnsley it's been a typical thing over the last kind of you know 20 years you could pick up terrace houses for 20 30 grand in some areas those houses are now 40 50 grand let's speak let's say but not in the not not so good areas mm. um but actually a typical terrace in a nice area is probably around 100 230 um obviously you can add value to that my first property that i bought was 96 and a half grand and i sold it for 140 grand so there those are the kind of numbers of a typical terrace a semi you're looking at anything from kind of 150 upwards in terms of something that needs work but in terms of selling is 250 upwards um really so obviously there's you know decent margin on that obviously you just got to control your cost in terms of the the renovation itself um and then detached you know yeah i bought um, a detached bungalow what was probably called millionaires row to local people just for over 260 grand so there is um there is a massive kind of um house shortage that we have like in barnsley um but also the main thing is that we have a shortage of good quality houses and kind of me and my team what we do is we build or we renovate you know good quality houses that families want to come in where they don't have to do any work to um you know it's that turnkey operation basically yeah and some of the ones you've been doing they look absolutely beautiful houses um, <laughs> thank you thanks you do like the bungalow you done that was that was lovely absolutely yeah lovely. project in yeah that that was a big big project 
Um, I when when we were actually doing Project In, so Project In was um, a two bed, one bathroom, eighty five square meter bungalow. We then turned it into four bedrooms, three bathroom, one hundred and forty square meter bungalow. Um, and like what I say, it was on you know one of the prestigious streets in the area. So you know there was a lot of value to be had. We added a wraparound extension to it. Um, I was actually managing three other refurbs at that time while we had project in so the bung the builders were at project in i would go there for maybe half an hour an hour each day but then i was still managing my other refurbs on top of that um i actually self-manage all my refurbs i've continued to do that it's only more recently on the current uh, renovation that we've got going on now where the main contractors are taking it more on um just because my time is obviously needed elsewhere working with investors you know marketing running the actual business um but i'm still very much hands-on in terms of the interior design which i continue to do yeah how do you find the project managing then like three on at times you know it's it's, it's it must be hard yeah it can be it can be pretty difficult but you know what i think when you work with amazing trades i i've been extremely fortunate and lucky to work with really good trades there's probably only one or two issues that i've ever ever had which have been pretty minor to be honest um a lot of the trades that i work with are kind of my age you know i'm 29 a lot of them are kind of just touching well less than 40 to be honest and they've all got that drive and ambition to work to earn money you know yeah. They, some, some of them even want to be in property as well. So it's quite nice for them to see what I do. Um, but yeah, like, you know, to work with amazing trades has definitely helped along the way. And and I treat them well, you know, the, the core things that I stand by, you know, I pay them on time, you know, there's never any issues around cash. So I think that's, that's a benefit to them. You know, they get paid well as well. You know, we're not cheap on, on obviously um, what they charge, but yeah, I, I do pay really good price um on stuff but also things things are organized and i think that's what they they like because obviously a lot of their thinking is 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 done you know what i mean i just tell them they need to be in that specific day and they need that doing um which is good but again that all comes down to kind of being a good project manager and i think over time i've learned those skills basically yeah most definitely i think one thing that does piss a builder off of your life if you say oh yeah it's all ready to go in and it's just not ready or you know yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely I think, I think as well the more times you work with the particular trades the more times they understand how you work and vice versa and I think it definitely does help and also as well like the trades now they know each other so a lot of the communication is done between themselves it's not between me them and the other trade let's say um so again that saves kind of a lot of time um and effort as well yeah so you're lucky enough now to be working with the same build team pretty much every time which is great is that yeah right? yeah definitely it doesn't really change that much these days um and i think for them you know if, if obviously if we're buying what eight houses next year or 10 for example you know that's a lot of work that they're guaranteed in that year all all my job is to get the keys and to get it over the line in terms of when we sell the properties so yeah my uh my my roles kind of slimmed down a lot more than what it used to be as in managing the actual renovations as well so yeah 
And I know you've raised over 1.3 million. Yeah. <laughs> that is incredible. It's a lot of money. <laughs> How did you do that? Um, yeah, I get, again, I get asked this question quite a lot. Um, to be quite honest, like a lot of my investors are kind of retired CEOs or retired chief operating officers as well, um, or the currently in business, but at high positions, let's call it. And, um, you know, networking and being around those people will bring you on in leaps and bounds. And I would say initially, it can be quite hard to get in those types of circles. Um, but as well, you know, those relationships aren't grown overnight. Those relationships are, are quite a few years in, you know, one of my investors, he's, um, again, he, he was a retired chief operating officer of a big FTSE 100 company um, and he's invested in seven projects of my houses which is a lot you know it's it, it is a lot a lot of money um but also you know it comes down to trust it comes down to integrity um it comes to good communication as well um i trust them they trust me which is you know what you want they don't nag me as well you know which again it's building that relationship and i think um you know i i get this question a lot you know from new investors or you know people that want to get in property how you raise money you know the thing is you know i don't ask for anything off those people you know it comes from generally speaking to them about property um and i don't tend to approach that subject but naturally obviously they see what i do or i talk about it and then that conversation arises um obviously you know those types of people have got money sit, sitting in the bank not really doing anything yeah. um obviously earning not so great interest and when i can offer them you know double that at times but also at much quicker speed um then yeah it can definitely help and you know as long as you get the first one done right i'm sure there'll be many many more other projects that come along the way when you're working with investors which is definitely something that i've seen most definitely and obviously it the network that you've grew is that is that are any of them from a past so like you know you were working in the FTSE 100 company yourself as an accountant yeah are any of them from that sort of network or have you no. this brand new network funnily or... not, no funnily or not they're actually not from the FTSE 100 company the kind of previous to that um actually one of them was at my university he was a non-exec director um so yeah you know they, they can come from all walks of life like I I work with a business mentor not not a proper property mentor, business mentor. And I think that's something that I would definitely advise to people, you know, if, if you want to raise money, if you want to be in those types of circles, those type of people, you have to look outside the box from property. Um, you know, people that are that are in CEO positions or, you know, director positions, nine times out of 10, they will have cash sitting there. So it's about getting in those circles because those people don't have the time to invest in property themselves, but you can do it for them. So yeah, most definitely. And one thing I would, would like to touch on as well, firstly, congratulations for winning um, Young Property Investor of the Year. Oh, um, thanks, Callum. <laughs> incredible achievements. And I know one of the main reasons was Project M, which you recently 
yeah 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 it was um it was an amazing experience actually winning young property investor of the year it's not something that i was expecting um me and my boyfriend we were just going down to london for you know a nice weekend and obviously we were tying in the, the awards as well um to our weekend but actually to win and bring the trophy back up to barnsley was absolutely incredible i think obviously all the hard work and sleepless nights have have clearly paid off um but yeah it's been been fantastic so i um i i won the award for project in basically um the the bungalow um renovation that that, that kind of i spoke about so yeah it's um it's incredible absolutely yeah i'm still a bit on cloud nine <laughs> really so yeah yeah no definitely it's a, it's an incredible achievement with with project n then um would you be happy to go through some numbers with it of, yeah, of, yeah, absolutely, stuff like yeah. that yeah so um so yeah so this property was um on the market i think it was august last year so august 2022 um the property was on millionaires row very pretty street in in the area as local people call it it was on the market for 280 um it wasn't worth 280 to be honest it needed absolutely gutting it was a probate estate again not being touched in probably about 70 odd years um and actually the original family they actually built the house really um so yeah it wasn't in the best condition um again working with investors you can approach investors and say look i'm looking at this project what do you think um so i approached one of my existing investors and said I really want this house. There's a lot of value to be had. There was a lot of land to it as well. Um, so my investors put in 250 grand for the purchase, but actually the purchase price was two, six, four and a half. So we managed to negotiate a little bit off the original asking price of 280 because we were cash buyers and we could complete quickly and obviously having no chain as well. Um, and actually no surveyor as well. So sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in um, to make sure obviously we can get a good discount on the purchase price. So that happened. Um, there was 11 grand in stamp duty, which I'm currently claiming back, obviously, because it was you know a pretty bad state. Mm -hmm. um, we had couple of grand in legals and the renovation itself um was 120 grand so that work itself was um work that i funded basically obviously through my company and uh and yeah we um we then ended up selling that house um the deal went through in august this year so august 23 um and we sold it for 495 wow <laughs> um obviously the investors got their interest so they they got 10 percent of what they initially put in so they got 25 grand um out of the uh, profits of that but yeah overall it was a very very good deal um i actually said to the investors i said i will buy and buy renovate and sell this house within um 12 months because that's normally the agreement that i have i did it in 51 weeks so just at the nick of time um and yeah it sold to a local family that wanted to be on that street um and yeah you know it, even driving past it now i look at it and i think wow you know like to to turn it around from what it was to what it is now is incredible achievement i worked with some incredible builders um, a very young team of builders they were eager to learn they were eager to get stuck in um the lads were working over christmas and new year last year as well so um yeah they they they, they grafted hard but again i have really really strict kind of deadlines and and things that the guys have to hit and and luckily they did and it, it really paid off
I love it. I love it. That sounds like an absolute belter of a deal. So is that one of the is that one of the biggest ones you've done in terms that of That is actually the biggest one that I've done to date. Um but actually there's another one that we've got in the pipeline now which is without doing a, a extension um that is actually a bigger deal. Um it's in slightly well it's not actually in Barnsley it's in a different part of Yorkshire but yeah the next one we got coming up in terms of a big project um is bigger in terms of those those numbers it never stops does it emma <laughs> it never stops no it never does it never, it never does. stops but i know obviously as well you you have a flipping course next year which uh, yeah god yeah yeah, the flipping course. So obviously, while I've been documenting my journey on Instagram, I, I get, you know, quite a lot of messages off people saying, how do I do what you do? And um, obviously, I've done a couple of site days, but even from them, people have wanted more. They wanted actually more kind of material, um, like learning material actually on how to flip houses. So I thought, actually, why don't I do a two day course of all my knowledge? I'll get some guest speakers in as well. Um, so I've got my mortgage broker and I got um, a good friend of mine that now does does um, new builds when he started flipping houses and yeah that's going to be happening in Feb um, at the um, Tankersley Manor in Barnsley so the 17th and 18th of Feb um, so yeah so day one is going to be all about kind of theoretical side of, of flipping houses um, very kind of intense but you're going to get all the noise you need and then kind of day two you're going to be coming to three of my renovation sites you're going to be meeting um, all my trades as well they're going to be there so you're going to get a really fast intense learning experience about flipping houses so yeah it's going to en enable anybody to kickstart their journey in uh, 2024 most definitely I, I i'm definitely interested in it and if anyone's looking to, to jump on that is it best to get to your instagram your facebook or something like that yeah yeah so um yeah just contact me on instagram um the link is in my bio um on my instagram page or there's the event right um link as well I'll put it in the show notes as well so yeah, people can perfect. people can jump on there. But yeah, amazing. Emma, your journey is is absolutely incredible. And and like you mentioned about documenting your journey earlier, it's it's something I've done but not 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 as well as I should you be. You need to do it, Kelly. You absolutely need to do it. So, like I've been in this property similar sort of time to you and what you've done is absolutely incredible. Start document your journey because it holds you accountable as well. <laughs> it really does. I agree. I agree completely. And, and I think even getting investors on board, if they can't see what you're doing, it's, you know, how can they really invest in you? And some of the tips you've got today are really great. And they've really, you've really inspired me and, and, and definitely educated me as well. Oh, thank you, Callum. <laughs> no problem at all. So Emma, if anyone is looking to connect with you, jump on the course, which I know you said your Instagram page, what is your Instagram handle and your, your Facebook and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. So anybody can just contact me on um, Instagram at Emma Property um, Developments or again, my LinkedIn, Emma Fielding. And again, um, same for Facebook as well. Brilliant. Well, it's been it's been great to have you on, Emma. Like I say, I've, I've learned a ton. I'm sure everyone else will. And I'm sure a lot of people are jump on that course because there's a lot of value to be had. What you've, what you've learned from 2020 to now, it's just it blows my mind to be honest. So, Sometimes, Callum, it blows my mind as well. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations again, and, and and again, thank you for coming on. Like I say, I've watched your journey since twenty twenty, maybe earlier. So, yeah, brilliant. Thank you so much. Thanks, Callum. Thank you. No problem. All the best. Thanks, Callum. Perfect. See you later. Bye bye. -bye.